Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors, Tops Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC, that's C-O-M-C.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. Uh, today, uh, tribute to Barry Halper, uh, one of the, probably the, the most famous high-end collector in our hobby at, uh, probably in the, in the, would I say, 20th century in the late 1900s. He picked, he, he was born in 39, uh, so a little bit older than me, and he died uh, at the age of 66, which is not old, uh, of uh, complications with diabetes. He, you know, when I knew him and saw him regularly, he was in, in pretty good shape and, uh, like I said, maybe 10 years older than me, but he died at 66 in, uh, in 05, in late 05. So, again, uh, a really nice guy, uh, consummate collector, really, uh, aggressively tried to accumulate not just cards, but lots of, uh, uh, memorabilia. Uh, he, his source, he, he was the CEO or president or whatever. I, I have his business card somewhere. Uh, but he was, uh, Helper Brothers paper products, which was, I think, napkins and, and paper plates and paper cups and, and, uh, hospitality type things. But he had a, he, I went to his, uh, uh, whatever it was factory or office, uh, one time I spent the day with him. And we looked at his collection and, you know, he's picking my brain on things and it was, it was a lot of fun. He's really a baseball guy. Again, almost exclusively baseball and, and, uh, mostly Yankees. So, so very enjoyable. And he's, of course, as he was, I think, getting not, uh, so well, he, he was donating and selling his collection and there's still occasional uh, references to, uh, to Barry's, uh, pedigree or provenance. Uh, I wouldn't say he was a dealer. I mean, he, he had a lot of things that came through his hands and he, he loved to trade. He did buy things, but he also, he loved to trade and, and was a collector in the sense that, um, whenever he collected a card, a set or some memorabilia, it was, uh, you know, with the time I spent with him, it was a lot more about, uh, about the story, not about how much he paid, but how about the story. And I, I shared that with him, even though I was kind of known as the price guide guy. I mean, a lot of my time was spent, uh, really digging into the rarities and why the prices were higher or lower of certain things. And so Barry just really enjoyed that. So we had some great conversations. Like I said, almost exclusively baseball. A little bit of pop culture, but but uh, but uh, so much uh, baseball. Uh, and he knew, he knew his older cards. He didn't really have much interest in, in uh, brand new cards, but he had uh, he had a lot of knowledge about the older cards. And he had a story for each of his things. And there have been some of his stories that have been kind of uh, refuted, and, uh, but as a, as a great storyteller, he, he, you know, if he told a hundred stories there, I promise you not all hundred of them are accurately recollected, but, um, you know, for him it was about the stories and, uh, he, he loved talking about that. Took me into his basement, uh, and, uh, first of all, you go up to his front door and he's got it. He truly did have a doorbell that had the rang, take me out to the ball game. And then, uh, down to his basement, which is a nicer basement than most people's, uh, uh, living room. But he had, he had the proverbial dry cleaning rack that rotated with all these, uh, Hall of Fame jerseys from the, uh, 20th and 19th century and, um, had his uh, very nice cabinets that were not hidden, but they were just nicely, he could pull out, uh, 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 you know, a 
you know, a Gaudi set or something. And just, and, and he had this, uh, this red leather glove chair that, that was just fascinating. That was, uh, something that, uh, inspired by Marilyn Monroe, which is one of his favorites. I mean, he's personal friends with Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle. And, and, uh, you know, again, just love the Yankees was a 1% owner, uh, which, you know, kind of a limited partner, but still you know, 1% of a billion dollars is $10 million. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was, uh, but he, he, he loved the Yankees. He loved the Yankees. He, the, the story, you know, with Mickey Mantle made a comment about, it, about whether or not Barry got his, uh, his old liver, his diseased liver when Mantle had the liver transplant, uh, oh, maybe about a year before he, before he, uh, before he passed away. Mantle, that is. And then Barry lived another 10 years, but, but I think it was downhill the last couple of years with Barry. But uh, back in the 80s, I'm thinking it was the 80s, the late 80s, I spent the day with, I mean, I'd see him at the big shows and we'd visit a little bit. But I, I got uh, got a call from Dick Schapp, uh, Jeremy's dad, who's also passed away now, said to come up. They, and I don't know, it might have been Sports Illustrated or something. Somebody was doing a story on the hobby and Dick Schapp was doing it. And we were going to huddle up at Barry's house. And it was just the three of us and... You know, I guess I was going to talk about cards and Barry was going to talk about memorabilia and it was a, going to be a positive thing. And I, I just don't remember where that was or where it came out, but it was, you know, a couple of guys that were a little bit older than me. They both probably were old enough to be an older brother, uh, not old enough to be a dad, which is, was really pretty cool. And to spend the day with those guys just talking about stories was, was, uh, was really cool and cards and memorabilia. He was, uh, in his defense, you know, I'm realizing that, that some of the stuff that he has, that, that has his pedigree has been, um, like I said, been D, uh, well, it's, it's not what it was said to be. And, uh, you just have to realize how much he was bombarded with, with stuff that people went to him. He had some designated intermediaries that were, there was all, they were always on the prowl and looking for things that Barry would want. And like I said, Barry could either pay cash or he could bring some other really cool thing out to trade. And so if he wanted something, a lot of times he got it. But people knew that. And I, I'm, I'm quite sure that there were those who took advantage of that and, um, uh, and uh, told him stories that may not have been true. I'm not saying uh, anybody's perfect, but, uh, I just am saying I know how those things can, can happen. So he was, uh, uh, I mean, I think he went out looking for stuff, but mainly, I think most of his stuff, he, he was hands-on with the cards and some of the memorabilia, but he, there's no way he could have been everywhere to get all that he got. So he, he, uh, he, like I said, mainly was using these uh, intermediaries who were, who were, uh, legendary names in the industry as well, who had uh, great contacts and were really hitting, uh, you know, getting out there to see anything interesting and valuable and rare. Uh, I asked Barry, I said, well, what, what do you have on your want list for your cards when I was with him? And he said, he said, I don't have a want list. I said, what do you mean? You don't know what you need? He said, no, I have everything I know that I, that I, that I know of that I want. I have. And, uh, I said, well, how do you complete the sets? And it was basically like, well, basically, and I'm just, I, he was in a different league than I was in at the time. He just said, well, you know, I, I just get the complete set. So back in those days, that was hard to do. You could, you could, you'd have to piece them together, but you know, for enough coin, you can, uh, purchase uh, a complete set. And his, his finders, his intermediaries knew that's what he liked, that he, that he preferred to, uh, to, to check something off. So by the time, by the, the, the late eighties or so, 
uh, he, you know, because he wasn't continuing to collect seriously with any new stuff, but all that older stuff from the 30s, you know, he, he, like I said, he had every card that he, that he said he knew of, which doesn't mean he had every card. It just meant he had every card that he knew of. And I, uh, he just told great stories. He told great stories. And I missed that. And he, you know, I didn't realize at the time, I don't know that he was diabetic. He looked like he was in pretty good shape. But then over the years, I guess, you know, age uh, takes a toll. So I'm, uh, I'm taking care of myself as best I can. And I hope you are too. So, uh, small world is, his funeral was held in the same town, not very far from where my grandparents lived, where where uh, I the momentous event of me receiving my my father's cards from my grandparents uh, was a very short distance away from where uh, Barry's funeral was. So, uh, like I said, small world. So uh, again, Barry was uh, was uh, the the face of the hobby, face of the high end hobby to to many people in those days, and really uh, was very generous about uh, showing his stuff and making his stuff uh, available and and really uh, glamorizing the story. I'm, I'm not as much of a storyteller. In fact, this uh, this uh, podcast is an attempt to to for me to kind of remember some of these stories, but I'll never be the storyteller that Barry was. And if if, if a small percentage of them turned out to be not true, uh, the vast majority were true. And I uh, delighted in spending that day with him and seeing him other times. He always was, uh, you know, uh, it was always a great guy to me. So thanks, listeners. Uh, another tribute to uh, a man that I didn't know super well, but I knew well enough to know that, uh, that uh, he uh, brought uh, – credit to our industry and hobby and was a true hobbyist, I think. So thanks everybody. Be back again tomorrow with another episode. The man-